Good morning, and welcome to our time of daily word and prayer. This is Friday morning, January 29th. I hope you're going to have a great day. We've got a great time looking at Scripture today, so grace and peace be to you. If you've got a Bible, you might want to read along and, uh, again, have a piece of paper, because we're going to look at a lot of Scripture. The mystery of God. You know, everybody likes a good mystery, don't they? Mystery means there's something here you don't understand, something you don't know about, something, uh, 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 some sort of solution that gets solved. And, uh, you know, if you give me one second, I think I'm going to have to make a quick change here. Excuse me. Uh, This, that might make my sound come through better. We will hope so. You'll have to excuse the technical difficulties. Maybe it won't. All right. We'll make the most of our day. So I hope you can hear me fine and see me fine, and I'm sure you can. Anyway, a mystery. Let's read what he says, and it's kind of a strange verse here, 1 Peter chapter 1. Remember, we're talking about suffering, and suffering for the gospel, and suffering for doing what's right. And it's interesting to me that why does he go back and talk about these prophets? What's the purpose of this? Well, I think some of it has to do with realizing that what we believe didn't just start with Jesus. I don't know about you, but when I first became a Christian, I was so you know, I'd grown up in a church, a traditional church, a denominational church with a long, long history. But when I came to Christ, it's like this was something brand new, and it, you know, even though obviously Christianity goes way back 2,000 years, it seemed like this was a brand new thing that was happening. Well, it wasn't. And even when Christ came, it might have seemed like this is the New Testament. This is a brand new thing. This is something that hasn't had any foundation in history. But it did. It did have a tremendous foundation going way back to the Garden of Gethsemane excuse me, the Garden of Eden, prophets would speak about and have predicted the coming of the Messiah. And so what what we're experiencing here and what they were experiencing in First Peter wasn't some newfangled thing. It was a completion, a fulfillment of promises God had made many, many thousands of years earlier, way back, starting way back in the Garden. So let's read this here. As to the salvation of the prophets who prophesied of the grace that will come to you, make careful search and inquiry, seeking to know what person or time the Spirit of Christ within them was indicating as he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the glories to follow. It was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves but you in these things, which now have been announced to you through those who preach the gospel to you by Uh, by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things into which angels long to look. What an interesting thought this is. That angels and prophets were participating in us understanding this, but they didn't understand what was going on themselves. Prophets were prophesying, but they didn't get it. They didn't realize all the things that we were talking about, that, that we now, that we have understood as the gospel has been proclaimed to us. The gospel is really a simple message, you know, like a child can get it. Anyone can understand it. 
And you wonder, and we've, we've had it so often, we've become used to the gospel, we can almost, the commonality of it, the commonplaceness of it, we can almost um, lose sight of the awesomeness of it. But it was so awesome that the prophets were searching, trying to understand, what is this we're prophesying? What, what's going on here? The, the, the miraculous events that God would incarnate, would become a man, the, the Son of God would become one of us. The awesome reality that He would live amongst us and not come as a king and not just reign in heaven way out in the yonder, but that He would walk among us as a human being. The, the awesomeness of the message that He would, rather than come and expect us to die for Him, he would die for us. He would give his life as a sacrifice for guilty, rebellious, spiritual criminals. We call them sinners. The thought that he would die, how, how astonishing is that? How unbelievable would that be? That the Son of God would come to earth and would actually die, and then that he would resurrect. And so you think of all these realities and the prophets must have just been scratching their heads and, and as they were prophesying these things would come, they didn't understand. They didn't get it, evidently. It's been said that the New Testament is concealed in the Old and the Old Testament is revealed in the New. We look back on prophecies with the help of the apostles and they can... And, and, and they refer to verses and say, oh, oh, so that was talking about Christ. Oh, that was talking about the coming of Jesus. I get it now. I see it now. God helped them to see it. But those prophets back then, they didn't, many of them didn't get it. They, didn't, they might not have even known what they were saying. We'll see the big one here in just a moment. But before we do, let me give you a couple verses about this idea of a mystery. The mystery means uh, something that God had hidden in the past and is now revealed in the New Testament time. Let's just read a couple verses on this. Colossians chapter 1, verse 26. Paul says, Paul says, well, verse 25, Of this church I was made a minister according to the stewardship from God bestowed on me for your benefit, so that I might fully carry out the preaching of the word of God, that is, the mystery of which has been hidden from past ages and generations, but now has been made known, manifested to his saints. So what is this mystery? It was something hidden in the past, now made known. What is it? Uh, verse 27. To whom God willed to make known what the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. This is the mystery of God. This is part of it. There's several. We'll see a few of them here. But that not only would Christ come to earth, not only would he give his life, but the mystery, the glorious mystery, the thing that the angels could never have comprehended, the prophets that must have flipped their mind if they would have been told that Christ would now live in us. We would be the temple of God. The glory. This is our glory, my friends. That Christ is in you. You're, no, you're not an average or mediocre or nobody. You are the temple of God. The Son of God, the Christ. His 
by His Holy Spirit has chosen to live within you. Hey, listen today. Walk with dignity. Walk uprightly. Walk with, you know, that spiritual swag we talk about. Oh, I'm not saying be proud or self-righteous. That's what the, you know, that's what the Pharisees were. That's not what I'm saying. But understand, you're you're special. You are a child of God. You are a temple of God Himself living within you. Romans says a similar thing. Romans 16, verse 25. Now to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel, Paul writes, and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery which has been kept secret in long ages past, but now is manifested, and by the scriptures and the prophets, according to the commandment of the eternal God, has been made known to all the nations, leading to the obedience of faith. And so this mystery, long hidden, the prophets, they searched, like it says in Peter, they searched, they weren't getting it, they weren't understanding. This mystery, long hidden, has now been revealed, Christ in us, and this mystery not, is not only for us, but it's to go to all the nations. At the time, of course, in the Old Testament, the, the, the focus of what God was doing with the, the Jewish people and the nation of Israel. But now His gospel is to go to all the nations. And that is what we're to take. In Ephesians chapter 3, Ephesians 3 and verse 3, Paul writes that the revelation, that by revelation there is made known to me the mystery, as I wrote before you in brief, which, by referring to this, when you read, you can understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which in other generations was not made known to the sons of men, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets in the Spirit, to be specific, that the Gentiles are fellow heirs and fellow members of the body, and fellow partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. This is the mystery of God. That, that, that now, this is part of the mystery, that now you and I, if you're a Gentile, you're not a Jew, we also are partakers of the promises that were made to, to, the, to the Jewish people. The promises that were made to the descendants of Abraham. That this promise of the Christ and of salvation now encompasses it's now available to all of mankind. And indeed, we are to take this gospel message and to announce this good news, to announce this kingdom of God, to announce this gospel, like back in 1 Peter says, that it, we now know it because people preached the gospel to us. And so, as Peter has been speaking of this great mystery, this Thing that the prophets prophesied even though they may not have understood they were trying to figure it out how can this be this is something that we've heard and to be honest it's kind of like simple and obvious to us we're running out of time but we want to move to prayer here as quickly as we can but I would encourage you today to read Isaiah chapter 53 maybe we'll maybe we'll take time on that tomorrow we'll see but this is one of the prophecies, an amazing prophecy of the suffering of the Messiah and of the, of the uh, uh, glories to follow. And when Isaiah prophesied this, he must have been so confused. What is this talking about? The Messiah is supposed to be this mighty king, this 
this wonderful counselor, this mighty God, and a king ruling, and yet here he's dying and suffering. And so you can see how these apostles must have had this, um, or excuse me, the prophets must have had this mystery, and the angels desiring to understand it, look into it, and figure it out. I guess what we're saying here, and what Peter's trying to tell us, is this mystery that we believe. This gospel, this gospel that we believe was a mystery long before it. And it is our Christian faith. It didn't just you know, pop out of the blue back here when Jesus showed up and then died on the cross. But it had been in God's plan since the beginning of time. It had been what God was going to do since, since the beginning of time. And yet suddenly it's like the curtain was pulled back. The veil was torn. Our understanding of what God was always about was clarifying. And so as we understand that and we realize we're part of something pretty big. We're part of something bigger than the government, bigger than Wall Street, bigger than our education, bigger than our career, bigger than bigger than the news, bigger than sports, bigger than a championship, bigger than money, bigger than anything you could ever imagine because we are part of the plan and work of God from the beginning of time that will only be completed when it's all over. Our God is at work and you and I are part of something really, 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 really big. Something so big, the prophets, even the angels could have grasped it. Let's hope and pray we can. I want to go ahead and go to prayer now. We'll have to save. Maybe we'll do Isaiah 53 tomorrow and look at that. So I uh, hope you'll join me then. Uh, it's, it's an incredible chapter of prophecy. But for now, let's just go ahead and move to prayer. Father in heaven, we bless you today with all of our heart. We thank you that we are, our eyes have been opened. Things that prophets longed to understand. Things that angels peered into and tried to grasp. You have made known to us these truths. You, you've revealed to us the mysteries. You've revealed to us the secrets. You've revealed to us the plan that you had from the beginning of time. And even before time began, you had all this, you had a great plan of redemption, of salvation, of bringing humanity together into your church, of making us your very temple, that the Spirit of God would dwell within us, and this mystery, Christ in us, our hope of glory. We thank you, Lord, that you're, you're, you're such a generous God, you're such a good God, such a loving God, that your plan, even though, Lord, you knew we would go astray, you knew that even though made in, in your image, we would fall short, we would fail, We'd rebel, we would sin. We'd ruin what you had made. We'd destroy the very creation that we had been. We'd destroy the very image of God that you had made us in. And yet, what are you doing, Father? You're renovating us. You're restoring us. You're renewing us into the very image of Christ. Christ in us, the hope of glory, the, the mystery the mystery that the second person of the Trinity would come, give his life for us, that the third person of the Trinity would actually inhabit us. Oh, Father, what a tremendous, tremendous uh, calling we have 
What a blessing we participate in. Help us, Father. It, it's overwhelming. I'm just convinced. I know. I know. I don't begin to grasp the 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 uh, uh, the the tip of the iceberg of what really you have done for us in Christ. Open our eyes, Father. Give us spiritual understanding. Might we understand the height and depth and width and breadth of your the love you have for us. Might we understand what it means that we are your inheritance. Might we understand what it means that we are temples of the living God. So often, Father, we feel inadequate. We feel fearful. We feel uh, uh, anxious. Lord, one might ask, why? Why would we fear when, when, we're the, when the Almighty God inhabits us? Why would we fear, Lord? Why would we be anxious about our future when we are the children of God? Why would we, why would we have any, allow any of these negative feelings to overwhelm us when, when we're the temple of the living God? And yet, Lord, we do. And we confess... Lord, we confess that that's not right. We confess, Lord, that you've made us more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. We confess that today we believe, Father, that if God is for us, who can be against us? If you have justified us, who can condemn us? If you've declared us righteous, who could declare us guilty? We know the devil is the accuser of the brethren. He delights to uh, to find fault with us. He delights to... to uh, make us anxious, worried, nervous, fearful. He delights, Lord, to, to push the hot buttons within us that would cause us to react in the flesh, to react as if we were mere mortals, mere people, when in fact we're the temple of God, filled with the Spirit of God. We pray that this very day we would walk with that confidence that the Spirit of God dwells in us, that confidence that we are that Christ, the, the climax of what you were doing there historically, that he is in us, and that you have renovated us, You're, you are remaking us in the image of Christ. This very day, Father, might we walk with joy, might we walk with peace, might we be filled with the, the strength that comes from your grace, might we respond in the Spirit. Today, Lord, might the fruit of the Spirit be alive in us. Might we have love for all people. Lord, might we love even our enemies. Might we love even those who hate or despise us. Might we never return evil for evil, but always overcome evil with good. Might we walk today with joy, a joy that fills our heart because we, because of what you've done for us and how you have, you're, because of these promises that we've already prayed about. Might we have the peace, the shalom of God, no matter what happens around us, no matter what anyone else might say or think about us or claim about us or say about us, might we have the peace of God filling our hearts, Lord, no matter what happens in our circumstances. Lord, if, if there's people around us that are ill, even with this virus or whatever, Lord, if there's people around us who've suffered financially or whatever, might we believe, Lord, that, that we have the shalom, peace of God, even in the midst of of a raging storm around us. And Lord, I pray today for anyone who's in any kind of a storm of, of a health or financial or relational crisis. 
Lord, that you just fill them with your shalom peace today. I pray, Lord, we be filled with kindness and goodness. I pray, Lord, we, today we be faithful. We have self-control in all that we do. That we just be filled with the Spirit of God. Lord, I, we have such an incredible resource within us. We're not mere people. We're temples of the living God. This is, we're filled with the Spirit of God. We have the, 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 the greatest resource that could possibly be available to human beings indwells us. And today, Lord, might we live our life as if, indeed, the Spirit of God is living through us. Might we simply be your channels? Might we be like the glove and you be like the hand that fills us? Lord, might we be simply a straw and you be the, the beverage that, that flows through the straw? Lord, might, might we be today as your children, as, as inhabitants, as, as inhabited by the Spirit of God, might you flow through us like rivers of living water flow through us. Give life to others around us. Give joy to others. Give peace to others. Might we serve people, Lord. Might we be known for our good deeds. Might we overcome evil with good. And oh Lord, might we be uh, channels of your gospel salvation. We think of how Lord, we thank you in First Peter here, how those who preached the gospel to us and they made known to this mystery. Lord, this incredible reality that we are in that we're inhabited by the Christ, the Son of God, the Spirit of God, is not just for us. It's for all the world. And Lord, we, we pray for the uttermost parts of the world. We pray for those in, on the other side of the world. We pray for those today in lost tribes in India, lost villages in India, and throughout Asia, and, and Europe, and South America, Africa, North America, Lord, Australia, Lord, the whole world. This gospel's for everyone. But Lord, it's also, don't let us forget, it's also for those that we run into day by day, that maybe we haven't shared with, we haven't talked with, and I confess myself, Lord, I, people I know who have not shared my testimony with. They know I'm a Christian. I'm not shared with them how they can have what I have. Help us, Lord, today to be alert to doors you open that are right under our own nose and right before us. We pray even, Father, we, we want to see our nation, a, a spiritual awakening in our nation. We pray for it. We cry out for it. But Lord, we also want to be willing to do the work and be the channels of your grace right to the people in our own sphere of influence. So Lord, we pray these things today. Thank you. Thank you you opened our eyes to see things the angels didn't see. To understand things the prophets who prophesied didn't even grasp. You've given us great insight into the reality of Christ and we've received him and been saved. I pray today, Lord, for anyone here who might not have ever done that on this live stream, that you would give them open their eyes, help them, even right now, simply to turn to you and say, Jesus, I receive. I believe you're the Son of God. I believe you died for my sins. I believe you rose from the dead. I believe you're my Savior, my hope. You're my Lord. I receive of your salvation into my life. Make me new. Forgive all my sins. Make me your child. I receive your gift of eternal life. I receive what you have to give to me by simple faith. 
Lord, we bless you today. And we love you. And we thank you. Thank you for the word. Thank you for the mystery that's been revealed in Christ. We bless you. Pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 and amen. Hey, thanks for joining me today. And God bless you. Um, you are, all these things we pray today, they are true of you. Walk in your victory today. Walk as if you are a child of God. Walk as if the Almighty Himself has made you His temple. Because He has. Treat your fellows and brothers and sisters that way as well. Remember, they too are the temple of God. So treat them with great respect, dignity, and honor. And those who don't know Christ, let's, let's let them know how they can get in on this tremendous treasure. If you're new today, welcome. I'm glad you're with me. Make sure you hit the, the uh, subscribe and notify button below so that you can be part of our community and make sure that you're always here. We pray each morning at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time. I invite you to come back. Make sure, invite your friends, post this on social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, wherever you do, and let's continue to grow our group. Thank you. God bless you. And we'll see you tomorrow morning, 8.30 a.m. We'll talk about Isaiah 53 and maybe some other prophecies that the prophets didn't quite understand, but God's made known to us. So God bless you. And we'll see you then. Be filled with his grace and peace today. Amen.